This podcast was created by the Arts and Junior Cycle team for the Junior Cycle Talks channel. Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Liam Bannon, English and Arts Advisor with Junior Cycle for Teachers. And this week I spoke with writer and film director Tom Sullivan. Back in 2010, Tom began writing and directing short films. His first short, Ossel, premiered at the 2011 Galway Film Festival, where it won the Tierna McBride Award for Best Short Drama. His second short, Mechanic, won the same award three years later. And also in 2014, he co-wrote and directed Sheentha, a 30-minute film for T.G. Cahar that won the Best Short Drama at the Celtic Media Awards. Tom is currently promoting his first full-length Irish-language feature film called Arocht, due to be released later this year. We hope you enjoy this podcast, and please note that the final part of this podcast is Asquelga. Buintanavos. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down with me today, and congratulations on the success of Arocht. It's getting rave reviews and winning awards everywhere. For those Thank listening, you, yeah, for those listening that might not be familiar with this film, could you tell me a little about it and maybe what the research process? involved in creating it? It's set in the 1840s in Ireland on the west coast in a fishing village. The story starts out about a fisherman who, who has a pretty good life considering. He's a very capable character and has a good relationship even with the local landlord. And then the blight happens in 1845-46. The, the blight begins and the crops rot which begins to put pressure on the village. And he goes up to the local landlord to see leniency. There's a cataclysmic event happens that night, a murderous event. And we jump two years later. We see a man who has been completely um, divested of all his humanity and his will to live, and he's lost everything. And it's how he crawls his way back through a relationship or a friendship he has with a little girl that he meets, who is quite a fighter, but needs his help. So that's a brief frame of the film and in terms of the research thank god for the internet it was a lot of that and i read a good few books on the famine and funnily enough in a weird kind of way there seemed to be a lot of things cropping up while i was doing it back in 2018 when i was writing the script um techno Rourke came out with an album a fully themed famine album and there was a traveling exhibition of artworks all centered around the famine that was in dublin castle that summer there just seemed to be an awful lot. I also travelled around to different parts of Ireland, to different famine museums and memorials. And I think spending time at the location was a huge one for me as well. I have a, I have a huge bra for where it's set in Littermullan in, in Connemara. So with all those things combined, the story grew from those uh, influences. Let's now have a short listen to an extract from the trailer of Arakt. A lot of your tenants have been struggling, sir. There's already been some cases of starvation. Nonsense. Crops have failed before and mortality levels have been perfectly acceptable. That's all the idea. I'm not going to learn the run of Sussex Mahars. That's a real waffle. They will not be singing songs about Patsy. Get that young dad. Just have fun. And I suppose that was going to lead me nicely to my next question, that the film is shot entirely in Connemara. Did that landscape help you to capture the essence of the film more clearly? Yeah, completely. The landscape came first, really, when it comes to the film. And it does a lot of the time for me. Different stories 
I've worked on have been influenced by place first. I find landscape very evocative. I think if you, particular places like Connemara, if you sit still long enough, you'll start to hear the voices and the ghosts. And that's definitely what happens to me. As a dub, growing up in Dublin, I went through the Irish school system and our teachers who set up our school in the 80s were from Connemara. So we, we were brought out there as kids who had never really experienced the countryside. Or, and so this was our first experience of it. So I think it's left an indelible kind of mark on me. And when I go out to Connemara, I find it a hugely uh, inspirational place. And I just had this image of a man, uh, a man on a boat who w- was banished from going in onto the mainland and had isolated himself on an island. That was the first image that came to me. Uh, and I wanted to write about that and explore that. So that's where it started. So the landscape, yeah, came first, really, and story second. So it's massively uh, influential in the film, and it's, it's all over it. But the personality in the film, its character. Brilliant. And even I, I love that idea of the landscape almost is a character in itself in, as a part of the film. It just shows the power of place in even things that we read and things that we watch, making yeah. it really evocative. You mentioned there that your schooling was through Irish. So did you grow up bilingually or is Irish something that you learned? And is it something that you just learned through the schooling system? So I I went to an English speaking school, I suppose you could call it, for the first couple of years. And back in the 1980s, schools were overcrowded. Some of the classrooms would have had 40 kids to a class. And I was unruly enough as a kid. And I think my parents, uh, my mother particularly, they came, they called around, they were setting up a new school up the road and they were only going to have a small, it was six people in my class, uh, in first class. And for my mother, it was a no-brainer. My mother was also really into culture and she was really in touch with all that and really wanted us to be too. So for her, it was an incredible, serendipitous event that these people called in and said, look, you've got young kids, do you want to do this? So me and my sister went and we started the school. So we started in that school so I learned Irish there, but it was a full immersive, which was a weird thing at the time. It was fully immersive in, in that you didn't speak any English to the kids, uh, which is the norm now in Irish schools. But back then, it, it was a bit of a daring thing to be doing because no one else was doing it. And it was funny. I learned to speak Irish about six months in that school. Um, so I think there's definitely a lot in it. It's like people who go to the Gaelic learn so much because they're their brains are forced. I think when you do full immersive, it, 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 it's the only way to learn a language. And that's, yeah, that's how I was educated. Three Gaelge in Laclia. Brilliant. And I suppose when you were at school then, and obviously Three Gaelge as well, did it spark, what sparked the interest in writing and filmmaking? It didn't really happen to me at school. I was writing at school when I was young and uh, when I was small. Obviously, I, I enjoyed uh, English and essays and stuff like that, but I didn't get on very well academically. It, like in English, I was always a very average student. Like I would have barely scraped honours. I think I got a C in honours English in me leaving. And uh, so I, I, when I left school, I, I, I did not think that I would ever be a writer. That was never something that... But I, I had quite a good, I had a real interest in science and I went off and did that for four years in Galway. Uh, I did geology, which weirdly enough is a gravitation towards the landscape. And I was out in the west of Ireland and doing field trips and everything, but all feeds in. But, but no, in terms of school, I certainly didn't think I was going to be a writer when I did my leaving cert. When I came out of school, um, the writing came from a conversation I had with my mother when I was in my, probably in my mid to late 30s. And I've been an actor for about 15 years. 
and I was I come disillusioned with being an actor. I just wasn't really getting the roles that I felt I could dig my teeth into, and I went through quite a frustrating few years. And I suppose I was having a heart heart with my mother one day, and she just said, "Why don't you write?" And then she started to remind me of all the writing I did as a kid before I went to school, as in the stories I used to tell. And I said, yeah, why don't I try writing a script, seeing as I've been reading so many of them for the last 20 years and always giving out about them, saying that they were terrible and how did this get made? And so I suppose, weirdly enough, to osmosis, I've been learning the craft of screenwriting through being an actor and reading so many bad ones. And then when the odd good one came along going, now this, is a good screenplay. Why is this so much better than all the other ones I read? And it all comes down for me. I think what happens a lot in, in television and is that things get made when they're not ready to get made. So the so the scripts haven't undergone enough scrutiny and rigor. So that's what ma- so, so for me a massive in for writing for me was you don't have to be an inspired genius to be a writer. You just have to put in the hours and you have to like you're making a chair or a table as a carpenter. The longer you spend on it and the more careful you are with it, the better it'll be. And it's not about some people can write and other people can't write. I really don't believe that. I think we can all tell stories. So yeah, that was quite a a leap for me. And I suppose it's very encouraging if if any kids are listening to this. Um, Don't worry, if it's something you want to do, you can do it. You just have to want to do it, I think is is the most important thing. And be passionate about it. And you'll get there. Because I'm still not a great writer. I don't think I am. I take a long time over scripts. And it takes me a long time to find stories. But I think the thing is to be confident enough to, to just begin and to start to explore and not be too critical of yourself as you're exploring. Uh, that's very important. And you get there in the end. Sorry, I went off the tangent. Oh, absolutely. I think there's some lovely advice there. That's brilliant. And even you mentioned there about you have to want to do it and, and going back. Does the process of drafting and editing, is that something that you enjoy or is that something that you find challenging? Yeah, the hard part for me is to start. I suppose that thing I was talking about, you know, um, having the confidence to explore an idea. I find that difficult because when you're exploring an idea, there's always a, a little voice in the back of your head telling you that you're not that this might be a great idea or who would want to listen to this story or who cares. And to push on through that is so important because through, once you get it all out on paper, there's a great phrase that writers use, screenwriters use, write your vomit script, they call it. And that's basically when you vomit all the ideas that you have out onto a a page and just keep writing. It doesn't matter. Don't edit and don't criticize. Just get it out. Leave it in a drawer for a couple of weeks come back to it, read it. And then 40% of that you might go, or even 30% you might go, or even 20%, or even 5%. You might find something and you go, that's actually quite good. That's actually something that I would like to watch. That's another thing about screenwriting. Something that should always be in your head is, if I scrolled onto Netflix, would I click on this story? Would this interest me? Or is this something that I would have no interest in? Because If you're writing about something that you go, I'd love to watch this on TV. And, you know, imagining the images, imagine the poster, imagine the the thumbnail you're clicking on for this movie that you're writing or you're trying to write. What images come to mind? And allow yourself to be influenced by images and all those things. That's what I do. I remember one of the first things I thought of when I started writing short films and stuff like that was, 
just imagine you're sitting in a cinema and you're looking up at the screen. What would you like to see coming up on that screen? What would interest you and what would bore you? I think that's really important when you're a screenwriter is to be always thinking about the screen, sitting there looking at it and watching actors, imagined actors playing the part. Yeah, and I think we all have that experience of being in the cinema and seeing the trailer. I know it seems a bit more distant these days, but seeing the trailers before the film starts and getting excited about certain ones and rolling our eyes when we see other yeah. ones that might be coming out. But somebody sitting two people away from you who are equally turned on by all the stuff you didn't like. So that's the great thing about it. So there's no such thing as yeah. what you like is what's important. Yeah. yeah. I had read before that you described your work as a character study. What is it about the human condition that is so fascinating to write about and capture on screen? Do you know what, in a weird way, it was when I had a crisis in my 30s of what I was doing, where I was going. I had a career crisis in a way, but also with the direction I had gone in my life, there was, there was problems, there was things that I was doing that were hurting me. And, and I started to learn about trauma and childhood trauma and it was something that I was really fascinated about and how when you're very young regardless of your situation even if you're in a relatively blissful upbringing all people are traumatized in some way shape or form as kids we're all we all get damaged no matter how good your parents you think your parents are or how hard they're trying and it just shows how no matter what your parents think they're doing there are kids always get messed up along the way somehow when obviously there's kids who are genuinely in a traumatic situation if they have difficult childhoods and stuff like that but then what I was fascinated about about is that how as a how as you grow into adulthood then you carry you carry those traumas with you and in everything you do it, it, it defines who you are as a person unless you make contact with it if you are lucky enough at some stage in your life to be able to look back and delve into your childhood and what happened to you and connect that with some behaviors maybe that you're not happy with in your life or, if, or a direction you've gone in your career or if you can make contact with that and begin to become aware, it can be an incredibly cathartic experience and you can find your path, uh, your true path. And I made that realization in my 30s and it really informed writing for me. So when I write now, I always begin with a character who has in some way been traumatized. Even if I'm writing comedy, I, I would try and identify that person's history, childhood, because it really informs. I find what it does is it creates a really true characterization of somebody. And I think that's why when you read a story, I think all great writers all characters are formed properly in that they have a history and therefore their actions are governed by those things. So you can say, you're writing a character, the decisions that character makes need, need to be based on something. And the best way to base any character's actions on, I think, is to imagine what kind of kids they were. And that can inform you. So what I like to do is I start my films or my, my stories with a character that has been traumatized in some way and then I allow that character to walk through a world and see what unfolds. And I think that's a good way to create something that isn't formulaic in a way, because you're actually allowing the character's personality to tell the story or to decide which way to go. And, and normally that leads in ways the audience don't expect. And I think that's, that's a good trick for writing for me. 
And I learned that from my personal life and what I experienced. So that, it's the hu- that human condition is what really fascinates me. And also the ability of us to change and that miraculous thing of when you do make contact with those things or you do get to know or become aware in yourself, how you can start to make the right decisions. And all my stories have have examples of that. And I think this one is no exception. This one has a very clear line of somebody who has been damaged and finds his way. And that's a really interesting approach to character, though. The idea of looking, maybe what were they like as a child or, or in their teenage years, and then developing their adult experience then based on that. Definitely. Yeah. Can I ask, who are some writers or directors that have inspired you? I was inspired watching in the 80s. I, I grew up watching American television, really, like most kids in Dublin. So my biggest inspiration would be Scorsese, Spielberg, people like that. Uh, just the, the real, the pop TV stuff that everybody watched was mine. And as I get older, I love people like Soderbergh stuff. And uh, I'm a huge fan of P.T. Anderson. I think he's the greatest filmmaker alive today. He made There Will Be Blood and The Master and Boogie Nights and Phantom Thread. I just think his films are incredible. And I like that he he's all about character. He's all about the windows into the soul and but not in a preachy way his stories are also very entertaining so they would be people Irish people I think Lenny is brilliant I think he's doing great stuff Marco Halloran's, Halloran's a great writer yeah there's some really great Irish talent too yeah we're lucky in that way Because Arak is a full-length feature film that's all Oscoilga, just talk couple cash dog and Oscoilga and Ishma Toshishin character. So cash to Verhain now talk your Garshkanon Jane to Agat Choma. So Asal Agashinta in a mask. Caught I into the inspirad August the Swinsa to a Munchgreev Norakta. The Rish Hanik Asal on Tierdrak. The Mehis Egonamara. August Kor Karadum text messenger and. Shine Machaid Scan on her in a me, Agascor Haradum text Agamara Screen Ireland new film Ireland Eganam uh the film board in yeah and Rodcho Kuramach Agusta Shidigiri Scalti new scan on the Yanavaskailgin. So we made literally a shas of she ser cave, a fech and sous er asal ingari, he sanaklashinishke, agushusame smeen of her character. Uh, uh, a dialogue less than a hustle show. Agushine not a hustle The hustling Kyanchin tree teardrack. Kyanele and Kyanele sheen to the ship we lads, a hog of the mockers of Frizun, Agustainche while you get the while you Agusfantu mock or Rauche, a sort joyrider, Agusta Warig Shay, Halin Kara, a Timpiste. Hustle Shin, this may again be made Dane of Agrahora. Er scanon, gar scanon actually. So hagen scale to o o ana chodat in the disrule. Intach, agus darlatsa amalein tema hagen skun kins na gar scanon show. Avwinen galoider le scolori na shraha socially. So scolori harter kerablin zaitish na kuigblin zaitish. Er also the gishin to yeg on doubt um as scanon. Agus Kashifui Kunas a dialogue and Shay Lesh and Bully Ivalach Nachwas sort of Karate Kid esque. O Neil Shay sort toughen up and go and beat up the bully. 
Yeah, Gurumagad Lim, Agus Agus Tabronerm Ma Horme a Bladderall and Yumurka. No, no, we were Thank you for listening to this podcast, which was created by the Arts and Junior Cycle team for Junior Cycle Talks podcast channel. To hear more from Junior Cycle Talks, search for us on SoundCloud or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.